Hello, sisters. We are in Philippians chapter 4, verses 14 through 18. We are truly in the home stretch as we have been going verse by verse through the book of Philippians. And today we are going to talk about giving. We are going to talk about the giving of our time, talent, and treasure and the sweet aroma that it is to the Father when we give. I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, family. Welcome to God's Word Transforming Lives. Are you wanting to learn the Bible verse by verse, one letter at a time, with real-life application? Then this podcast is for you. My name is Amy, and I have been teaching the Word of God to women for over 15 years now. I came out of some trauma from my childhood, and it left me feeling so empty. And after searching high and low with everything the world had to offer, I always came up short until I learned the Word of God for myself. And it was in that that I became transformed. So if you would like to be transformed by God's Word, then stick around and let's do this together. Did you know I have a free sisterhood community of women just like you? Women who love Jesus and they love one another. They too are looking for that deeper walk with Christ and they love learning his word. If you pause right now and click the link below in the show notes, it'll take you right to the Facebook group. We look forward to getting to know you. Hi, sisters. Welcome back again as we are going through Philippians chapter four and we're kind of finishing up going through the last chapter here. We are going to be starting with verse 14. Now, Paul has kind of taken us back to the thought of when the Philippians were, they gave them him, gave him that gift. And that's kind of what made them, what made him tell them that he didn't have a need. He's like, though I didn't have a need, because he found his contentment completely in Christ. And we talked about that. So he's grateful for the gift, but he didn't necessarily have a need because he knows that God supplies all his needs and that he is fully content, even if he didn't get to eat a meal, even if he didn't get to, you know, have the the luxuries of life, showers, food, clothes, clean clothes, those things, he was still content where the Lord had had him. And so, but he understands that this church is a church of extreme poverty and they gave out of their lack. They're like the widow's might where they gave out of their lack. And so he doesn't want to dismiss the gift or make them think that he wasn't grateful because he's very grateful. He's so grateful, but I love his heart here that we're going to kind of talk about as we're going to go through these next several verses. So we'll start right in verse 14. He says, nevertheless, you have done well that you shared in my distress. So they were um, sharing in the fact that Paul was in prison. He was uh, not eating, not having great food, not having the supplies that he needed, the daily essentials that he needed, the things that you and I take for granted every day. He didn't have all that, but they, and they knew that he was not only distressed physically, but he would have been in distress, you know, just not even be able to have the freedom to go and, and plant churches and preach the gospel all over the earth. Like he loved doing and not, like I said, feeling that sunshine on his face and have freedom, like the things that you and I take for granted every day that if we're not in prison and if you've ever been in prison or been in jail, then you might have a greater appreciation for what, you know, kind of distress Paul would have been going through, but they 
cared so much for Paul that even out of their lack, they wanted to provide something. And so he goes on to 15. He says, now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, that no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. And I thought, wow, really? Because he planted a lot of churches. I think of the church of Corinth where how wealthy they were, such a wealthy port city church. And he says, man, no other churches shared with me. No other churches had that burden to make sure that I was getting the gospel out and that um, I had supplies when I needed or food and all of those. But you guys did. You guys never forgot about me. And he goes on in verse 16, for even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. So they didn't only send Paul aid once, they sent it to him twice, both times in their poverty. And they and they said, remember, he said earlier in four that they wanted to give more. They wanted to do more. They just were unable to uh, do more. And that wasn't in chapter, oh no, it was in chapter yeah, 10, where he said that you lacked opportunity, that they wanted to, they would have given more if they could have. They really were that impoverished that they couldn't do as much as they'd like to. And that just brought him joy knowing that they would give until they couldn't give anymore. And that's such the heart of a born again believer. Remember Jesus said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. I came to give. And we are called to be givers of our time, talent, and treasure. And verse 17, so we'll go on. He says, not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. I love this. He's like, I'm not, I don't have a need. I was content. Remember we talked about a couple episodes ago about how I have these cars and, and they get me from point A to point B and they're really old. And they're, some people might look at them and be like, man, like really you're like your van's like rusting out, <laughs> you know? But to me, I'm so content. I'm so grateful to the Lord for everything that he's given me. And I don't feel like I need to go out and get another car. It still runs. It gets me from point A to point B. And so that's how Paul is. He says, I am so content, but yet when I see that you guys took the, the effort to give to me, to, 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 to make sure that I had supplies I needed and necessities that I needed, I saw this gift that abounds to your account. What he saw was that they literally, he knew by them giving this gift to him, that they were storing up treasures in heaven. Remember, we are not to store up treasures here on earth where moth and rust can destroy and burglars and thieves can steal. We're to store up treasures in heaven. And that is exactly here a principle that Paul is talking about. This is exactly what they were doing. Out of their poverty, out of their lack, they thought of Paul greater than themselves. They gave the gospel of Jesus Christ for the message to continue to get spread and for a brother who had a need that they felt had a need in his distress in prison, and they sacrificially gave to him. And he knew when he saw that gift, he thought they're storing up treasure in heaven. They are, they are putting, they're putting money on the books, right? So when we get there before the Lord, remember some things are going to burn up in the, everything's going to burn up in the fire. All our works are going to burn up in the fire. And some of it's going to turn into those precious gems. We talked about that. And some of it's going to turn into hay and stubble because for whatever reason, the heart was wrong in the giving, or maybe you got your award because all, everyone clapped for you and was like, oh, look at them. They're so amazing. Every 
everything will be judged according to the Lord. And so he says, I just saw that. And that's what blessed Paul. It wasn't so much the gift that came in, like the physical money or the physical supplies so much as it's like, look at the fruit of their labor, of their heart, of their sacrifice. And he just, he saw it. He saw it in the spiritual where they're literally, they're, they're, they're storing up heaven or treasures in heaven. And I thought that was so beautiful, you guys, because that's what we're doing. When you give of your time, when you give of the, of the gift that God gave you, when you give that gift and you pour that gift out on the body of Christ, and then you pour that gift out to the world and, and and to preach the gospel and you give the money that you work hard for, that you go to work for and you, you work and you sacrifice, you don't go, maybe, you know, you give out of your lack or you give, you know, sacrificially, like the Lord sees that and it's account, it will be accounted to you in heaven. You're storing up treasure in heaven when you give of your time and your talent and your treasure. And it's so beautiful. And so he says in verse 18, indeed, I have all. And I, and I abound, I am full having received from Aphrodite the things sent from you. He feels so full, so grateful. So and I know it's not just the physical fullness, like he felt full spiritually, like he established this church. He discipled this church. He taught this church. And then he's watching the fruit of his labor come to fruition. Like he's seen, like they get it. They get what it means to be a Christ follower. They get what it means to live sacrificially. They get what it means to love others greater than themselves. They get what it means to, to go without so that others can have more. They get what it means to get the gospel message out there and the importance of the gospel message. They're getting it. It's a church of joy and love and, and family and community. And so that would have been so joyful to Paul to know that his labor, his fruit, his um, labor was not in vain. And that this is good fruit being produced out of the labor of his planting this church and taking the time to go to this city and plant this church and then disciple them. And so he goes on to say about this, um, this sacrifice, he calls it, and we're still in verse 18, a sweet smelling aroma an acceptable sacrifice, well-pleasing to God. I love this because we only see Paul use this specific um, word phrase in Ephesians 5.2 when he's talking about Jesus being the acceptable sacrifice from God, a sweet smelling aroma the crucifixion, Christ laying his life down for the bride, laying his life down for you and me is a sweet swelling, smelling aroma of sacrifice that reached to the father. And here Paul is saying this again. He's saying that it was so sacrificial. It was Christ-like. When you gave out of your lack, when you thought of others greater than yourself, when you didn't think of your own needs first, you thought of others, that was a sacrificial gift like Christ, what he did. And it's such a sweet smelling aroma to the father when he sees his children imitating his son. Are we imitating Christ with our time, with our talent, with our treasure? Are we thinking of others greater than ourselves? Do we give out of our lack or do we give out of our abundance? Where are we sacrificial in our walk? That obedience to Christ is sacrificial and it's a sweet smelling aroma. 
And in verse 19, it says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Jesus Christ. God, he knew that God will supply all of our need. That we don't have to worry about, oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? I don't have the time. I don't have, you know, the resources. I don't have the money. I don't have this. I don't, whatever. If God has called you to it, not only will he get you through it, but he will supply for it. He is, he's all in all. He is, that's why we can count it all joy, or we can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Christ is in charge of this ship. He's the captain, you guys. And so it's not this verse is often taken. This verse is often taken out of context that, well, we gave a hundred dollars to Paul. So now God owes us at least a thousand tenfold. Come on. No, that's not what this is talking about. God will supply all of our needs. Not our necessarily our wants, not our fleshly desires, not the bigger house, bigger car, bigger this, though God is gracious and he does bless us. And especially when you live here in the West, you're, you're, you got more of a chance of being blessed with more. I don't know, like I said before, with the contentment, if that's necessarily a good thing, right? Because these people were completely content with little or nothing, hardly. They were giving out of their lack. Paul was content sitting in prison, full of joy, preaching the gospel. More isn't always better, but God will always supply because we are in Christ. We are in the inheritance of Christ. We have the full inheritance of Christ. Some of it we will see here on this earth. Some of it God blesses us with. He loves to give good gifts to his children. He, it, it, a lot of times I believe it's more spiritual than it is physical. But though I've seen God physically provide so well, even for my family, but he has provided even much greater spiritually. He has grown me in ways that is just so beautiful that you can't put a price tag on it. He has healed me in ways that you cannot put a price tag on it. There's not enough money out there on the planet to go back to the days when I had post-traumatic stress disorder, acute panic attacks, depression, suicidal thoughts. There is not enough money on the planet to make me go back to those days. God has healed me through his word, by his spirit. He has given, he has supplied all of my needs because it's in Christ, according to Christ's riches. And it's not that God owes me anything and he doesn't owe you anything. He so graciously saved us, full of grace, full of mercy. He did not have to do it, but he is a good father. And I do believe he rewards obedience. I believe he rewards sacrifice. It doesn't always look the way we think it's going to look. It's not be careful with anyone that promises you a thousand dollars because you sowed a hundred dollars into their ministry. That is manipulation at the core. And that is a promise that they are not liberty to give you. God doesn't owe you a thousand dollars because you gave him a hundred. God gives back in so many ways. And some of those ways are going to be, and I would say most of those ways are going to be when we get to eternity, we're going to see the rewards that we earned and the crowns to lay at his feet. And we're going to be rewarded according to what we did here. And in, in, in the stewardship of the time, talent, and treasure in which he gave us and how we spent it, how we used it. Understand though, that guys, when you give of your time, when you give of your talent, that the gift he gave you, when you give of your, of your money, when you're giving of yourself as a sacrifice to the Lord and for your brothers and sisters and for the 
good for the for the spreading of the gospel that God does reward obedience and sacrifice. I can't say exactly how he's going to do it in your life, but he just does. And he shows up in awesome ways. He's a personal God. He does personal things. We're each on our own personal journey. We're individually on a journey and we are also corporately together on a journey. And it's so beautiful. And so don't be afraid to give of your time. If you are spending more time watching television than you are sowing into the kingdom of God, stop it. I love this one thing that um, John Piper said one time, and I've shared it multiple times on my social media, where he says, when we get to heaven, that's the one thing we're not going to be able to say is we didn't have time because all God will have to do is pull up our social media accounts, our, our all our apps on our phone, and he will show us just how much time we actually had that we wasted, that we wasted. And I'm guilty of it. I am, I am fighting that battle all the time myself is how much time am I wasting on social media and apps and this and that, that I could be in the word or sowing into other people or praying or worshiping or just out there preaching the gospel, something. And it's not about legalism. I'm not saying, oh, you can never get on Facebook now, not, not even one minute because you weren't in the word. I'm not saying that, but let's take an honest look. You know, you know me, I'm all about self-examination and I do a lot of self-examination and I bring that self-examination to you guys. Because we are to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Are you giving of your time, talent, and treasure to the Lord? Are you giving very little, just enough to get by, just enough to feel better about yourself, but the world gets all the rest of your time, talent, and treasure, all your hobbies, all your interests, your home, your your vacations, your clothes, all of that. Look, we said last, like a couple episodes ago, open up your checkbook or open up your bank account and just kind of look and see where you spend all your money. That tells us, tells us a lot about where our heart really is. You can't serve both God and money. You will love the one or hate the other. And so I'll leave that with you. Lord, I thank you that we, you really do um, provide everything that we need. I thank you that you see every sacrifice that we give of our time, talent, and treasure. You see the obedience that we have before you. Father, I pray that we start looking at others' needs greater than ourselves, that we start looking at the single mom who might need help, that we look at the, the orphan child that um, doesn't have a mom or doesn't have a dad, and we, and we say, how can we help them? You know, you told us to help the poor, to help the widows, and, and to help those that are in need. And so, Father, I ask that you help us to get our eyes um off of ourselves and, and really look in the pews of the people that we go to church with, the people that we are locally connected to and say, where's the single mom? Where's the orphan children? Where's the poor widow? Where's the ones that have lost their husbands or their wives or their elderly and they could use some help around the house or on the lawn? Where, Father God, can we help those that are missionaries that are out there preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, risking their lives? Father, where can we help those that are sowing into us? You know, people that are that are laboring in the scriptures in order to bring you the truth, you know, and they're out there doing that. We are also to keep mindful of helping them to so that they're they're not too overburdened so they can spend that time in the word and discipling and teaching. And so how can we help our Titus men and women to further the gospel and to also as they are sowing into our lives? And so really just be thinking about all the needs. There are so many needs within your body. 
your local body and you should be connected to a local body with biblical elders in place that are overseeing your souls, that are teaching you the word of God, that are um, really involved in your life so they can oversee. They can't oversee you if they're not involved in your life. So, um, and just be willing to be led by the Holy Spirit on giving up your time your talent and your treasure so that it's a sweet smelling aroma of sacrifice to our father pleases him to see his children walking and imitating his son, Jesus Christ. So Lord, help us to continue to do that in Jesus name. Amen. Bless you guys. Family, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If it has blessed you in any way, would you give me 30 seconds and share it with a friend of yours. One more small little favor, if you would, head over to whatever podcast source you're listening to this on and give me a five-star review. That would be so great. It helps get the episodes out there to other people who may be wanting to learn God's word. Again, don't forget, guys. Until next time, it is a crockpot faith, not a microwave. With God's word discipleship and patience, you too will be transformed for his good work. Grace and peace I leave with you until next time.